the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everyone, Peter Boyle's in for George Brockler, who has one more day of vacation. It's a Tuesday morning. Christmas is over, December the 26th, 2023. And we got the gift of snow this morning. I don't think this was expected. Uh, There's a lot of snow outside. Roads are really rough, so it's one of those. I know a lot of people have today off or have taken today off. But uh, December the 26th, 2023, mark it down. It may be a rough commute this morning. So good morning, everyone. 710 KNUS Weather Center weather. We have this one. It says AM snow, cloudy and 44. We'll see what happens. 31 degrees tonight, 47 on Wednesday. And Thursday, mostly sunny, 49 degrees. It's good to be here. Billy Thorpe's got the con. 303-696-1971. Two things that, one of them is a, um, a, a show topic that I've thought about for several weeks. And I think today would be a good morning to talk about it. And the other is asking yourself, are we getting walked into another war? Uh, the United States, as you know, they've done strikes. Uh, the strikes were against the Iranian-backed militants following these missile attacks. Um, the um, ballistic missile attacks resulted in these non-serious injuries to U.S. and coalition forces. But immediately following the attack, the U.S. military AC-130 gunships conducted self-defense strikes. Now, we've talked about what's called trip wire wars and the late historian and brilliant historian Barbara Tuckman wrote extensively about tripwire wars and World War One was a tripwire and one thing leads to another to another to another and eventually you are in the middle of something that you did not intend to do so as long as the United States has carrier fleets there and has soldiers on the ground and they're back inside of Iran again uh, what do you think? What are we watching happen? There's something that I've long learned to go to dub the war machine. And the drone attack on the Iraqi military base wounds three U.S. service members. Why are they there? Why are the service members there? And ask yourself, what, what, is, what was learned in Afghanistan? What was learned in Iraq? And uh, in response, Joe, Joe Biden, after being briefed and holding a call, with his national security team, this is what we're able to read this morning, ordered retaliatory strikes on three locations, I'm quoting that, uh, utilized by Hezbollah and affiliated groups focused on unmanned aerial drone activities. And according to the U.S. Central Command, the retaliatory strikes on the three, all located in Iraq, are conducted at 8.45 p.m. Eastern Time and likely killed a number of Hezbollah militants. I'm reading that. Um, what what are you watching going on here? Um, the, uh, the Biden people are telling reporters to start reporting the economy in the right way. 
I loved that one as well. That was an addendum. But the Iraq forces are now being struck. The other one I wanted to talk about is something I've worked on for a while, is banning books. And uh, Billy and I were talking about it. The topic or the, the part of it that I wanted to talk about is we'll give you the books or give you some, some of the highlight books. I've read many of them. What have they done to me? <laughs> what have they done to you? You've read these books. Book censorship is the removal, suppression, or restricted um, circulation of literary, artistic, and educational material. Um, banning is one of the most permanent and effective methods of censorship. Begins with a challenge and then progresses until the book is no longer available to any student in a school or a library or a district. And it's not nothing that's new. Banning books goes back to, well, to, to the beginning of publishing. And books have been banned and been, been sidebarred. But how many of you, by a show of hands, read um, Catcher in a Rye? Billy, did you read it? Okay. Ken Kesey, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, of course, on the list. Um, Mark Twain, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Did you read it? I did. Um, I read actually all of a lot of Mark Twain. Uh, a wave of book censorship is occurring, and the state of Georgia created the Georgia Literature Commission and initially now looking at, at books, whether or not they want them in libraries or not in libraries. Um, the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Walt Whitman's Leaves of Grass, not as read as often, I think, today as was then. Billy, did you read Leaves of Grass? You did, okay. Uh, did you read Huck Finn? Yes, okay. Um, Origin of the Species, Darwin. A list of people, James Joyce, who, of course, writes Ulysses. Uh, Ernest Hemingway's on the list. Scott Fitzgerald's on the list. John Steinbeck's on the list. The um, Elmer Gantry. Anyone read Elmer Gantry? Uh, Lady Chatterley's Lover. I remember, <laughs> remember reading that. Um, let's see. Uh, the li I, I brought all this chunk in to look at. School boards are now principally or frequently are now involved in litigations involving, they say, the rights of freedom. But I thought it was right to freedom to read. Um, we mentioned Catcher in the Rye. We mentioned One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. The event. How many of these books did you read? 303-696-1971. Uh, May 23rd, 2020, the Burbank Unified School District in California removed. Billy, did you read To Kill a Mockingbird? I did as well. Uh, the Adventure uh, of Mice and Men, Steinbeck, of course. Um, it is just amazing. Grapes of Wrath, the one of the most powerful books, like I think I ever read, was Steinbeck's Grapes, Grapes of Wrath. Orwell's 1984 is a, a challenge up against it now. Uh, the Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx and Friedrich. Ingalls, did you ever read the manifesto, Billy? Okay, all right. Um, Theodore Dressler is the genius. So the, um, let me see, the list goes on. Robert Frost, Sinclair Lewis, Jack London, 
read a lot of Jack London. Uh, Amy Lowell, Jack Reed, uh, Ira Tarbell, one of my one of my idols. Tarbell wrote the uh, the history of Standard Oil, one of the original rock muckrakers. Um, topic of cancer, Henry Miller. <laughs> That's a notorious book. However, I read it. Um, Flowers for Algernon. That's a, just a great story. Uh, I read that. Um, let me see. I go to the second page. This is where the Roman Catholic Church is now involved in banning books. Origin of the Species. Well, of course, they would wouldn't like Charles Darwin. Um, the Harry Potter series. I've never read any of them. So, Bill, you've read all of them. All of them, okay, is on the list. So Operation Darkheart is on the list. Mice and Men, Brave New World, To Kill a Mockingbird. I'm reading from different lists from different outfits. Uh, Catcher and Arrive shows up again. Uh, boy, about To Kill a Mockingbird. I don't know why To Kill a Mockingbird. And the Harry Potter books. And let me see what else is here. The Hunger Games. Never never read any of them. The Hate You Give. I've never read that. Captain Underpants. I've not read. Billy's read it. I have not. Um, so if you've read these books, I'd really like to have you tell me what they've done to you. <laughs> what have these books done to you? So banning books, what do you think, to, you know, when you look at this and says there's a reason for all of this, what do you think it is? And... I mean, I have my own personal beliefs, but more significantly is what what are we being walked into in the Middle East? Do you support this? Because all you can, all I can see is a bad side of this. This morning, the United States uh, strikes an Iranian-linked militia in in Iraq in response to a drone attack. What have you learned from the United States' involvement, whether it's in Libya against Gaddafi, whether it's what was done to Saddam, and I was listening to some people on Fox News still telling that lie, Um, what about Iran? And what about Hezbollah now in Lebanon? We have carrier fleets there, and now they're doing strikes. And the great fear always was when an American gets injured, and then it escalates. And three Americans were injured, and now it escalates. So those are the two topics. It's open lines, 303-696-1971. A bunch of snow in the city. It's going to be take it easy. Uh, Peter Boyle's for George George back tomorrow. But, I, I, again, I'm caught between the two. Last night I began to read about what Joe Biden is doing. And, I, you know, you always, every, everyone asks the question is, is it really Joe Biden making these calls? But the U.S. strikes launched U.S. strikes targeting sites used by Hezbollah, Shia armed groups. The strikes were a response. Do you understand? I mean, I'm sure you do the concept of a tripwire. And how deep does it have to go? And 
the United U.S. Central Command is talking about destroying targeted facilities and killing several Hezbollah fighters. But I love the addendum, but we didn't kill any civilians. <laughs> I, I am so over that we're not killing civilians. The strikes are the latest indication of how Israel's war in Gaza is spreading through Middle East, and there's widespread outrage over the mounting Palestinian death toll. Over the weekend, there were many demonstrations against Israel. The Palestinian officials say more than 20,674 people have been killed. 54,536 have been wounded since October 7th when the Palestinian group Hamas launched that horrible attack on southern Israel. Uh, The revised death toll from the Hamas attack in terms of how many Israelis were killed, uh, they give a number of 1,139. The U.S. officials have reported 103 attacks against U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria since mid-October. Um, you know that the war machine wants this, or at least I believe the war machine wants this. The war machine wanted Bush and Cheney to do what they did. The war machine has always wanted these things. And so here we stand again. Does this, I mean, um, Baghdad, and I'll read you the headline from Al Jazeera, Baghdad con- condemns strikes that killed an, killed Iraqi security forces, and wounded 18 as hostile acts. Now, I just watched a couple of Congress people appear on Fox News uh, screaming, it's not enough, we need to do more, do we? I'm thinking to myself, what have you learned? So help me out here, 303-696-1971, Billy Thorpe and Peter Boyles. And we have two things going on. The banned books, have you read any of them? I've read many of them. And did they affect you? That's the part that I'm, I'm really mostly concerned about is what are these people worried about? Um, what, 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 what may perhaps you can tell me what you would worry about for some, you know, kids can't read in again over their heads. One of the things that I was always a, a reader and my parents at least my mother, who I don't even think controlled anything. Just if you wanted to read it, read it. That was that was her uh, her attitude towards us. If you wanted to read this book, read this book. You can't go read things that you can't comprehend. So if you're in the seventh or eighth grade or whatever grade level you're in, this is my opinion that you're not going to go and read something that you can't understand. You're not going to read something that doesn't make sense to you. Um, And you'll just leave it alone. The Catcher in the Rye. Ken Kesey's book, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. One flew east and one flew west. And one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I had the opportunity to to, uh, spend a couple of hours with Kesey on the radio. And we talked about it. And he did another book that I always thought was almost a better book called Sometimes a Great Notion. And we talked more about that book than we did about Cuckoo's Nest. Remember, he becomes the merry pranksters and all the stuff that Kesey does. But 
so censorship against did, how many of you show of hands how many of you read cuckoo's nest and what did it do to you i i don't get that um the catcher in the rye which is kind of hackneyed now but um i read catcher in the rye I don't think it affected me or in, in any other way than, than you just read it. Um, okay, fine. The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. I, I know why everybody's down on Mark Twain. It's because portrayal of, of slaves and former slaves. And they openly use the N-word in the book. And if you can't get past that, then, I mean, it's... Again, it's 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 great literature, and was reading about the, um, which shows you I got to get a life, the Apostle Paul, and um, and Paul is used today uh, by certain parts of organized religion to suppress women, sometimes to suppress homosexuals, and. This guy writes about Paul, and he's a fairly good historian. He says, Paul was simply a man of his time. We've talked about men of their time. And in the Mediterranean world where Romans, um, Hebrews, um, I mean, everybody treated women that way. They subjugated women. So Paul's no different, really, than all the people around him, Greeks, Romans, Hebrews, others. So... Today, Paul would have not fit in terms of those beliefs. We have said that about so many people. Christopher Columbus was a man of his time. And to force Columbus into 19, or excuse me, to 2023 is dead wrong. Same thing is true with these books. Understand who Mark Twain was. And it doesn't change anything. You're, you're expecting Mark Twain to be a 2023 writer. Um, the Huck Flynn, uh, Huck, Huck Finn, similar use of vulgar language and the anti-traditional worldviews that we in political correctness hold today. Well, no, it, it doesn't work that way. So come on, jump in, 303-696-1971. I can hear the plows outside, plowing the parking lot. It is uh, snow and it is cloudy out there, but the snow is here with us. And it was unexpected. I don't think anybody saw this one coming, but we got good snow this morning. Tuesday morning, snow in the city, December the 26th. I'm Peter Boyles in for vacationing George Brockler, 303-696-1971. Banned books. Have you read them? How did they affect you? I just finished um, that lengthy book on Elon Musk. And it affected me. It affected me on how Musk thinks. I'm reading a, a book now on how Jeff Bezos, when he buys the Washington Post, and um, Bezos buys it from the Graham family, and what happens next up to then when the war begins with Donald Trump and why. It's a great read. Books do affect you. But I haven't seen anything here on these lists of, of books Cuckoo's Nest, Ken Kesey's Cuckoo's Nest. The censorship of, of of Ken Kesey. How many guys really seriously have read Ken Kesey? Um, 
I mean, I, I read both Kesey books, the both books that I'm aware of. I read Cuckoo's Nest, and then I read uh, Sometimes a Great Notion. Other books that come with it. On the list is The Manifesto, Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels. And they want those books gone all the time. Read The Manifesto. Why would you not want to? To Kill a Mockingbird, Roll of Thunder. Um, these are books on the, the band list. Stock the books and hide on to them. Henry Miller's Tropic of Cancer. Now, there's a book. <laughs> I, I remember reading it but thinking, this is not a great book. Um, Robert Frost, Sinclair Lewis. I'm a huge Sinclair Lewis fan. Jack London, The Call of the Wild. And Jack was not a, um, as you know, Jack was a sports writer as well. And uh, he wrote some nasty stuff about Jack Johnson. And, uh, you know, the, 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 in terms of him being the first black heavyweight champion of the world. And uh, Jack London did not want to tolerate that. And so as the story goes, he actually, sitting ringside, when Jack was beating someone, he would lean over the ropes. He would talk to Jack London. Saying about called him Mr. Jack. So how about that, Mr. Jack? Booth Tarkington. Ira Tarbell. I'm amazed at that. All right, let's get this party started. We got snow in the city, Diane. Thank you for calling the radio show. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to call and express my disapproval of the banning of books like that. So ridiculous. You know, I grew up with um it's like I, I read To Kill a Mockingbird oh, yeah. five times, sure. you know, because I liked it so much. And a lot of the other books, um, they were all on my brother's reading list, um, you know, so I read them all too. And, um, you know, they were just great books. Yeah. And how could anybody ban them? I don't know. Well, I, I, this is Gunga Din. I'm the one that recited Gunga Din to you a couple months ago. You and, you and I did, we could do that together. I remember you doing that. Um, okay. I can, Great. I can still do Gunga Din too. <laughs> Me too. I just love it, and yeah. I learned that too as a, you know, a child. But now you see, and and, and now of all the people, he was the, um, the, uh, the white man's burden. The uh, he he underwrites the, the need for the British to be imperialist in the world. So. Right. They 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 catch him for that, but mm-hmm. he still writes these epics. Right, um, absolutely. And I and I, I I'm like you. I mean, I so how did those books affect you? Well, I think they um, you know made me more aware of um, the culture of that time, mm-hmm. and um, and also the ability to accept various nationalities mm-hmm. and people and, uh, you know, to be more inclusive. Uh, one, one of the, when you read the reasons for censorship, and I, I was gearing up to do this on a Saturday show, but this morning I thought it would work. There's a, um, a line in the reasons called unsuited for certain age groups. Uh, right. 
yeah. I I didn't I'd never read anything that I that I no seriously, I mean yeah, yeah I. That is so funny because uh, you know um, I just read what my uh, uh, what my dad had in the um, in our bookshelf, you know, um, and my parents never said, oh you you can't read that yeah. or you shouldn't read that, um, you know, um, and. Also, and I even went to uh, Catholic schools and we yeah. read yeah. Uh, Tom Sawyer. And, you know, I mean, or, you know, I remember it was a big green hardback book in my parents' bookshelf. And that was Tom Sawyer, the Tom Sawyer I read. And I, and, I read uh, Huck Finn, read oh, Tom yeah, Sawyer. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. All right, so I'll yeah. do the first line. You do the second line. Ready? Okay. All right. Yeah. You can talk of gin and beer. Oh, yeah. When you're quartered now, safe out here. Mm-hmm. And you're sent to penny fights and alder shot at. Oh, yeah. But when it comes to yeah. slaughter, you do your work on water. Remember, that's that's Gunga Den. It's the beginning of Gunga uh-huh, Den. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, what I knew was, oh, I shan't forget the night when I dropped behind the fight. With a bullet where me belt plate should have been. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, the first lines I recall. And I'll be squatting on the coals, giving drink to. No, he'll be squatting on the coals, giving right. drink, giving drink to poor damn souls. And I'll get a drink in hell from Gunga Din. Gunga Din. Oh, oh, I just love that yeah. poem so yeah. much. I, I, yeah, like Robert Sargent. I just got into reading mm-hmm. that stuff when I'm a little. I mean, little. I'm. I was so young too. Yeah. yeah, and I I mentioned this when I first recited Gunga Din to you, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that I came out and my parents were having a party, and I was just <laughs> like you know really young, mm-hmm. nine or ten, and I recited Gunga Din to them, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that was so funny because you know it's kind of a, a no, it's a, <laughs> not it, something it, no, you no, think of a little girl reciting. No, and know. it's also you know it's. It speaks about the British Army being in, as a matter of fact, he's in India, because he says, an inches sunny climb, where I used mm-hmm. to spend me time, servant of, it's ever, servant of Her Majesty the Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's Queen Victoria, I'm sure. Yes. And they're the British yeah. Army, and they're in India. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah, he was really big into that. Yeah, yeah. so no, that's like, and I, I read that stuff. Did you ever read... Flowers for Algernon, which is that? Oh yes, that's on, I, you mentioned that. Yeah. I love that mm-hmm. book. Drove me to tears. That yeah. was just so great. Well, it's yeah. The book has uh, been removed from school Band. libraries. And, I know it. Yeah. That is so ridiculous. And I am, t- you know, I went to a Catholic school. I remember Sister Joachim, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, who was a librarian. Um, you know, um, and going into her the library, and uh, she would bring me out, um, you know, books like that, well, and say, "Here." The church. The, the, I mean, one of the great banners of books has been the church. No, that's ridiculous. And uh, the, yeah, but they, the, the, and the Catholic Church mm-hmm. has al- always, not always banned, and there's Darwin is banned, and I mean, there's. Well, Wait. I guess I went to a progressive. I'm sure uh, you did. Catholic yeah. or, schools. Yeah, the right. You had the right sister, one or the other, but the. Um, 
Yeah, that's true. So, so why do you think it's happening? And it is ha- it's happening. What, what I was saying to Bill that we were talking before the show started, there's a squeeze from both sides. There's a squeeze from the progressive left, and there's a squeeze from the right. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with, I think, academia, and or at least it has to do with who gets to run curriculum and who gets to say this or who gets to say that. Yes. And and it's um, something screwed some, up. Something's oh, well, it's happening. Really screwed up. You're a good call. Yeah. Thank you for Thank being you. first. You're welcome. All right, three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. The other topic is we're watching this happen again in the Middle East where. They're attacking the Iranians, and we are attacking the Iranians. There is such a thing called a tripwire. Where is it coming? And let me read this to you. Peter, concerning the war in the Middle East, I thought about 8 or 12 weeks ago the United States should bomb the facilities on on K-A-R-G Island. I would totally eliminate any possibility of Iran I see where Iran's selling oil. Then I would tell the mullahs that you're next. But the United States military is led by a bunch of cowards, walkers, and people who are a lot more interested in gays and trannies than they are protecting the United States of America. Please call the show. All right. 44, ton of snow. Be careful. Lines are open. 303-696-1971. Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año y Felicidad. The Governor of Colorado. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. December the 26th, I'm Peter Boyles, in for George. Snow in the city, roads are rough, but that's that was unexpected. 710 KNUS, thank you for being here. Uh, the weather forecast went like this, I think, before things changed. 44 will be the high today. We'll see 31 tonight, 47 on Wednesday, but the plows are outside and the roads are not good. Um, Billy and I were talking, but that's Governor Polis. <laughs> I'm thinking, who lets this guy do this stuff? Um, you know, I, I don't know what the purpose of it was. Uh, maybe it's it's many, many different, many, many different approaches, but the guy, Billy and I were talking about it, I don't know if the guy has a PR team or not, <laughs> but I, who let him do that? Yeah, who who did? The idea being that uh, when when you go and you do karaoke night yeah. at the bar, yeah. uh, they, they, they have music behind you. Yes. <laughs> they they have musical accompaniment because, yeah. odd, this is a really weird thing, but most of us are not good singers. Most of us suck, myself included. And the idea of coming to the governor and saying, and I'm going to play this again, saying, hey, I have an idea. How about you do Jose Feliciano without musical accompaniment? And when you do that, you get this. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Yeah, they got little bells in the background Feliz there. Feliz Navidad, prospero año y felicidad. Yeah, you, you couldn't spring for the karaoke version of it? You couldn't? What, what, what's, well, what's the budget like? I mean, we, we can't pay the cover charge to, to play the Jose Feliciano music? We have nothing? We, 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 the, the, the governor's office doesn't have the budget to make sure they can clear right. the song? I just, what, what is going on here? And who said, also, the thing, he does a little jazz handy, weird Saw TikTok that. thingy at the yeah. end. Like, who, who designed this? 
who, who did this and said, hey, Governor, this is going to be a great idea. But the mm. thing that kills me is the lack of accompaniment for music. <laughs> he can't carry a tune. We know this. I can't carry a tune. I know this. I'm not singing solo. It mm. just... Come on, people. How are you this dumb? It's getting national attention, too. It, it, and it should. Yeah, yeah, it it should. is. I love some of the comments were cringeworthy. It is more than cringeworthy. It is, oh, God. This is the kind of thing that if you want to embarrass your teenage kids, this is yeah. what you do. Yeah. You put it on their social media sites. Hi, kids. And you do this. It, yeah, your, your kids are going to be forever shamed. That, oh, this is ridiculous. I feel shamed as a state because he did this. <laughs> I, I feel like one of his teenage kids, and he shamed us. I just, oh. here, just, I mean, one, one more time. We've got to go back. This is just. No, just one more. Feliz Navidad. Oh, my Lord. Feliz Navidad. It's not even the right music in the background. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. I mean, they, they, they put music back there, but they just got bells. I mean, you couldn't even get the right song. I just, come on, idiots. Try hard. I just, really. I did. I feel shame. <laughs> here in Colorado. It's, I'm going to hang my head in shame. I'm going to be quiet now in the corner and just hang my head in shame. 303-696-1971. Talking about two things. Uh, One is the beginnings, I think, of what we do not want to do in terms of U.S. foreign policy, the strikes against the Iranian-backed militants. And we are now close to a war. They're called tripwires. And it was something that, again, was pointed out by Barbara Tuckman. Um, you know, the the guns of autumn and the guns of August. And then she marched to folly and, and she would talk about how one thing led to another. World War One is a tripwire war, war. Are we walking into yet another tripwire? And a lot of things to read. But then um, Billy and I were talking off air and on air about the other topic of the morning, banning books. What's the purpose of it? And so Billy come back with me. So we have a pretty more, excuse me, a a more extensive uh, list of books. Check if you read these. So uh, Gatsby, that's why that I was, I had to look up and say, why were they after Fitzgerald, Scott Fitzgerald? And Gatsby is being challenged because of language and sexual references in the books. Catcher in the Rye, the classic. Um... It's a f- favorite target of censors. And so Catcher in the Rye is, appears on the list. Um, a separate piece, John Knowles' book. I know this book. Naked Lunch, which is, like, I understand. You know, you got to go to a certain level before you understand Burroughs. But um, found obscene. Uh, Brideshead Revisited, of course. That's another one. Uh, D.H. Lawrence, Women in Love. Again, that, I've never read that book, so I, I have no take. The, sat, the Satanic Verses, Salman Rushdie, is prominent on the list of books being books being banned in this country. And I think that's political correctness as well. Sophie's Choice, powerful book, read that. Sons and Lovers, I'm not a D.H. Lawrence guy, so I never read D.H. Lawrence, but understand how how and what Lawrence writes about. Cat's Cradle, Kurt Vonnegut. I actually met Kurt Vonnegut, and we talked. He was more interested in his, his daughter had been married to a certain Fox News person, and they were not pleased 
with the outcome of that. Uh, but but Catch Cradle, anything by Vonnegut, seems to have been hitting the, the high notes. Grapes of Wrath. I'm stunned by that, by the Grapes of Wrath. Um, I, it's one of the more powerful books and does affect you. That book does affect you. To Kill a Mockingbird, they came up again. Um, Harper Lee's classic. And then she re- does a book later called To Set a Watchman. And you get a whole other view of Atticus Finch. But that book, To Kill a Mockingbird, is a very powerful book. The color purple makes the list. Um, why? Ulysses, James Joyce. You have to be able to understand it to read it. I just, a beloved, Toni Morrison's book, beloved. I've not read it. Lord of the Flies. Did you read Lord of the Flies, Billy? Sure. Um, did it affect you? It did, yeah. And some of these books will obviously have, you know, will will affect you. Let's see what else is here on my list. But there's, um, we mentioned uh, Gone with the Wind, Margaret Mitchell. Sun Also Rises, Hemingway. Is that, William Faulkner, As I Lay Dying, another one. A Farewell to Arms, Hemingway's A Farewell to Arms. Gone with the Wind, Native Son, Richard Wright. Uh, Invisible Man, Ralph Ellison. Again, read the book. Um, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Keezy, we've talked about it. Uh, Rabbit Run, John Updike, An American Tragedy, Theodore Dressler. Henry Miller, anything by Henry Miller. Naked and the Dead, Norman Mailer. Why? Uh, for whom the bell, from whom the bell tolls, Hemingway, Call of the Wild by Jack London, Go Tell It on a Mountain by James Baldwin, All the King's Men, Robert Penn Warren, Lord of the Rings. Billy said he's read all the ring stuff. I have not read one. Upton Sinclair, The Jungle, Chatterley's Lover, A Clockwork Orange, In Cold Blood, Truman Capote. Uh, to me, read two things, and then we got to turn around again. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is how it always begins, right? Turn around into a parking lot. Oh, good. Polis does this crap because he's, uh, that's, I won't read that. All right. It is Tuesday morning. Snow's in the city, 303-696-1971. Where do you think U.S. foreign policy is headed vis-a-vis the Middle, Middle East? Are we walking into something? Um, I think we are, and I think the the outcome of this is not going to be good. The deeper they go, the more they're going to want it. I believe it's the war machine again, and book censorship. And you, you know, I haven't mentioned all of them, but what have they ever done to you? Think about reading a book like the Kesey stuff. What what did what did Kesey flew over the coo- what did what did that do to you? And they're gunning for Margaret Mitchell, gone with the wind, because it's pro the Confederacy. It's, it's, it's a great novel. I never, I was never, a, the film itself was always kind of left me alone, but I don't know. Uh, real quick, one more, and then we'll, we'll take the pause. So what are they recommending you read? It's a better question. I don't know. But certainly I can give you the list of things they don't want you to read, and I'm asking you why. 303-696-1971. Are we walking into yet another war that has no end to it that would drain more and more and more 
from the government and drain more of young young Americans and cause more nations in on in the world to come back at the United States. Your turn. 44. We got a lot of snow in the city. 303-696-1971. Hang on. Right back after this. That little band from Texas, Tuesday, good morning, the day after Christmas, December 26th. Got a big snowstorm in the city, so be careful this morning. 710 Kane, U.S. Peter Boyle's in for George Brockler. 44 will be the high, according to the 710 Kane, U.S. Weather Center. And 31 will be tonight and 47 tomorrow. Are we taking a turn around, Bill? That's a quick hour. Come back, 303-696-1971. A lot to read about on burning books people have sent to us. Uh, banning, and of course the burning took place in the 30s. Your turn right after this. Stay here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 